Today on The Topping Show, the Vivek and the left secretly agreeing with American First policies, Trump is nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize yet again, Anheuser Bush new full tweet is nearly successful, Elon X tweet poll asking if he should reincorporate Tesla in Texas after a judge cancels his $56 billion pay that he and the shareholders agreed to back in 2018, Apple Vision Pro is on sale today, and GM Q4 profits are down 54%. All of that and much, much more on The Topping Show. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special preference IT security. Heck, I see their founder at least twice today. I say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me, you see, that's a joke. If you're an IT leader or business owner, reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Also trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of February, so click that button. I greatly appreciate it. Now, going over to the business part of the podcast, you have a judge canceling Elon Musk's $56 billion Tesla pay package that everyone agreed to, but now they don't want to pay out. Now, this is going, as youth may say, viral on social media, and it is, I would say, a good combination of business, politics, and culture all perfectly amalgamized together, since Elon Musk is such a well-known political and cultural figure. Now, a judge, and again, the first stall is on LinkedIn by Jake Perez, they know that they... Again, a Delaware judge nullified Tesla CEO Elon Musk's nearly $56 billion compensation package, agreeing with a shareholder who contended in a lawsuit that Musk's pay was too extravagant. Delaware Chancy Court Judge Kathleen McCormick also said that the process to approve Musk's 2018 deal was deeply flawed, unquote, and Musk was too closely tied to, with the people involved in the negotiating process. The decision tests the EV giant's board with figuring out a new pay proposal. In the meantime, Musk is going to be knocked down as world's richest person. And I believe the luxury billionaire is going to replace him, the guy who owns pretty much all luxury brands, including Tiffany & Co. And in terms of feedback on X Twitter, one of the first people to talk about this was Charlie Kirk. And he said again that, you know, brought those points and then he asked people, you know, what do you guys think? And he's bringing to the point that he thinks the court systems are biased against Elon. And it sure doesn't seem fair. And again, the metrics that Tesla, the shareholders, they all agreed to, the board agreed to back way back in the day, they partially agreed to do it because they didn't think Elon could pull it off. They had some astronomically huge benchmarks. So he moved heaven and earth, working 105 hours a week plus, living in the factory, achieving what a lot of people said was improbable, and some people said this is impossible, and yet now they're saying, "Oh yeah, you, you can't you can't be paid properly." What? Just just on the surface, does that make any sense? Now some people are saying maybe he's close to some of the board members, which most CEOs are. Now that being said, the shareholders they do get input in that regard as well. One of the biggest contentions with Disney these days is who's controlling the company, who's on the board of directors. If you buy enough shares and you have enough bargaining power. You do influence those decisions. You actually get places on the board in some cases, depending on how many shares you hold and your influence in that regard. And you see all the time where shareholders will decide, like on a yearly basis, Slantis, the CEO at, over at Chrysler, they own Chrysler, but the shareholders they have that contract. The CEO they said, "Hey, we don't think he should be paid this," so they voted down. They came up with a new contract. Now this is after the fact, though. So they had that contract. They all agreed to it. And I can't but think this is going to fuel a lot of companies getting out of Delaware because 
what used to be a business haven for many companies. There's a reason most tech companies are headquartered in Delaware. But in this case, I can't help but think every executive is starting to think, well, this CEO is breaking, or rather this judge is breaking a contract. How might this have a ripple effect? Now, going to the couple of the top responses from ex-Twitter, from Charlie Kirk, and he said, let me see, you're trying to see if he, see if he mentioned anything. Let's see here. So he did. So the first part of his quote is just exactly what I told you. But the second part, he says, quote, Elon Musk has increased the value of Tesla by more than 10 times since he entered into the pay package. He is by a country mile the most successful CEO in America, and it's impossible to imagine Tesla succeeding as it has without Elon Musk helming it. Tesla shareholders, even when Musk and his brother were excluded, easily approved the pay package. It's increasingly obvious that the U.S. court system only exists to attack political enemies under the guise of the law, unquote. And they got 2.3 million views, as well as 49,000 likes in the first 24 hours of being posted. Granted, that's a couple days ago, earlier this week. Now, again, I can't with, agree with that sentiment because, again, it sure doesn't feel right. Now, going to the top comments, you have Paul Zuzupa saying, quote, Elon Musk is being abused by lawfare because he's becoming a real threat to, to the establishment. You can guarantee that if he hadn't brought, bought Twitter and brought free speech back, he wouldn't be per persecuted like this. This U.S. court system is completely compromised. I'm getting 12,000 likes, which is quite viral to say the least. Vince Langman says, quote, he's getting the Trump treatment. I'm getting 3.3 thousand likes. Old School Eddie says, quote, our court system has been turned into a whipping post for people who don't fit the master plan of the New World Order. Getting 3.1 thousand likes. Thomas says, quote, this is illegal. How can a judge determine pay for CEO of a public company? Every Marxist, Democrat, politician, and judge must be thrown out. Unquote, getting 3.2 thousand likes. So again, another one by the name of Mocking, v Mocking SF View says, quote, What right does a judge have to dictate the pay package at a private company? Unquote, getting 7.4 thousand likes. Interestingly enough, it is one would think the government would actually want this because then Elon would have to pay income tax once he actually, you know, sells his stock eventually or capital gains tax or whatever vernacular you prefer. But... Yeah, this is the top business news of the week, bar none. And it'll be interesting to see what the long-term ramifications are and does Elon try to, you know, appeal this? I mean, obviously, I don't think he was going to take it sitting down, so to say. But let me know. I'll be fascinating here what you have to say. Other interesting business news, you have Apple Vision Pro is out today. Hooray for everyone who has too much money on their hands. Never fear. Apple is here to help with that problem. Now... This comes to us thanks to Alyssa, or Melissa, rather, Cantor. They say that, looks like initial reviews are largely concurred that the $3,500 headset is best in class. For that price tag, it better be best in class. Which, again, I don't know how much class is in that. Now, of course, they also note that, let's see here, note that it's more expensive for sharing device. And they know that mass adoption require future iterations to be lighter, faster, and better battery life, like all technology. While pre-sales opened on January 19th earlier this year, Apple has sold 200,000 headsets, according to Mac Rumors, citing anonymous sources. UPS, or sorry, UBS analysts expected to sell 400,000 units this year. Which, again, is hilarious to see the discrepancy between so many people will complain, worst economy, 40-year hyperinflation, struggling to meet rent, and yet those seven people will go out and they'll spend over a month's rent on a toy. 
Now, don't get me wrong, if you're a business owner, if there's a business application, that's the only way I could somehow justify this piece of technology being mass adopted or mass purchased. If you're a engineering company or if you're a manufacturer and you wanna use VR to enhance your product development or layout, enhance your planning to lay out a factory in terms of where you lay out those massive machines to work out efficiencies, I understand there is a business use case for this product and businesses traditionally have more money to work with with the people because again, it's an investment. So I can see it working in that regard, but anecdotally speaking, and again, maybe it's just my circle of friends or granted some of those things, but I don't know anyone who's asking for this. And I don't know anyone who's gonna buy it. Even my friends who love Apple, they've got Apple iPhone, iMac, iBanana, whatever they call everything these days. They're into the whole ecosystem. But again, it starts at $3,500. That's what it starts at. And then don't forget, you have to, most people are going to pay for Apple Care. They're going to have to pay a 10% tax on it, depending on where you live with your sales tax rates. And before you know it, it's almost like, what is that? And you're getting over four grand for this thing? I guess the added bonus is you look silly as hell when you're using it. And Apple, of course, they're saying this is the future of computing and entertainment, which Again, read a book. I can't, I don't know how many times I've said that throughout my life. If I were to perhaps make a dollar every time I said that, I may be able to afford a McLaren F1, perhaps. It would be up there, I would think. But yeah, let's just say I'm part of the 1% who doesn't have good old Amazon Prime as they're streaming, as well as Netflix. I am an outlier, some might say. You can debate if that's a good or bad thing, of course. But It'll be interesting to see. They expect 400,000 people to buy this or 400,000 units to be sold. It, and I just can't fathom. I mean, they say it has all these capabilities. And again, I know there are specific use cases. And for some people, for the rich people out there, this might be just an expensive toy to play around with. But let me know in the comments. It'll be interesting to see how many of these are actually sold at the end of the day. And will this flop like the Nintendo, what was it? There was an old relic of technology that flopped miserably in the video game industry. It was the Nintendo Intellivision. No, that's a company. Oh, it's going to lose me at the moment. Oh, it was terrible in terms of it was supposed to be 3D. It was red only. What was it? It's not Nintendo Vision. Nintendo. Now I have to know. What was it called? Nintendo Virtual Boy, of course, everything's boy with that. Yeah, okay, the Nintendo Virtual Boy, which was supposed to be the peak video game technology, and it flopped miserably. And again, I guess we should applaud Apple for making a modicum of risk or taking a modicum of risk. For most of the years, they've seemed to just be pushing the traditional products like cell phones and laptops, which, again, more and more of their revenue and their profits are coming from cell phones. Makes sense to push it. But how much difference is there year over year with their cell phone development? I mean, camera's a little bit better, it's a little bit thinner, a little bit faster. Battery's still rudimentary, to say the least. And they also bend a lot of times. So I guess it is interesting they're actually going out for coming out with a new product to add their portfolio. But if you're an Apple shareholder, what, what are your thoughts? Or do you care? Do you think it's going to help the company? Or do you think it's just going to kind of just be a one, you know, what do you call it? A flash in the pan, so to say? As always, be fascinated here. What you have to say. Now, going over to the culture part of the podcast, you have Anheuser-Busch New Full is nearly a successful tweet. They are 
slowly getting here, perhaps. Now, this comes specifically from the Anheuser-Busch X Twitter profile, and they say, drop a wave, a quote, drop a wave hand emoji to say, hey, to the newest Clydesdale full, unquote. Which, they did say H-A-Y for hey, which I would normally give them a strike for improper grammar, though I do appreciate the wordplay and the little pun there, so... My approval in that regard. Now this comes from a retweet actually of Warm Springs Ranch, which apparently is a business that takes care of the Clydesdales for the company. And they say, you know, it's a little screenshot or this retweet. And they say, quote, our hearts are so full. Which, okay, I appreciate that. Funny wordplay. It's not full F-U-L-L, it's F-O-A-L. Okay. Meet, quote, meet our 2024 first round draft pick at the ranch, introducing the first full of the season. Oh, let's see here. Can't wait for you to welcome this MVP to the herd. And that got 9,619 views and 177 likes, which, again, for Anders Bush, actually pretty good. Because, again, this isn't the main glory profile. Most Americans, they think of Bud Light, which is the biggest brand that they own. Well, and it's also beer. And Budweiser, which, again, is the brand of specific beer. But a lot of people don't really follow and really interact with the parent company, granted the global parent company is Anheuser-Busch and Bev. So that's why I was actually astonished. They got 144 likes, which pretty good for them. And interestingly enough, the first couple responses, they're not mocking the company. They're actually, actually kind of nice. Now we'll, we'll you know, look into these profiles to see if they're real or not. The first one comes from Lucky Delica, Delicia. And she did the simple wave of the hand and Anheuser Bush responded to her saying, it's love at first sight. Now they, again, we can't, of course they're gonna make mistakes. That's what they do at Anheuser Bush and Bev. They did not like her response. So they did respond. They interacted with the fan, I suppose you would say, but they didn't like it. So she, it looks like someone liked the Anheuser Bush response. So there's a little heart emoji there or a little heart thing. Now going to Lahi Delicia's profile, she claims to have, let's see here. She has, what is it, Puerto Rican flag. Her profile says, empower yourself as well as others. Love unconditionally. Live a life that is well-balanced. Rapino products, 10% off. Okay, so it's an affiliate link. Joined 2013. And looking at her profile, she... Let's see. She says, it's only 9.35 a.m. What time did I get up? That's... No one liked that. And only 11 people saw it, but... That's an original tweet. I mean, let's see here. She wants to win. She does the retweets for free. Well, you got win diapers and other random stuff. But she does have a couple original tweets. So this is a real person who most likes freebies, but a real person interacted with Anna Bush in Bev in a good way. That's pretty rare. Another one by the name of East Coast Girl responded with three hand emojis or waving hand emojis. Quite bombastic, very enthusiastic to support this fall. And again, Anderson Bush, they, they missed it. So they said, can't wait for you to meet them. But they didn't like her response. Granted, I didn't either, but that's their job. Back up. So it looks like she liked their response. So they Anderson Bush and Bev, they did get one heart like by their response. And it doesn't take more than one one thousandth of a second to actually like something, which is incidentally a friendly reminder to like this video. Statistically speaking, this will get more than one like, and will be more popular than the responses that are praising Anna Bush. So, 
I mean, statistically speaking, that will happen, but let's make it happen. Now, going to her profile, Miss East Coast Girl, she has 8,500 followers, joined in 2009, so been around quite a while. She is described as be happy, animal over, fam family, DIY projects, New England sports. And she has pictures of, uh, she is, uh, I don't want to say she's mentally vacuous, I'm just saying, she just loves free stuff. So she wants, what is this? She wants to win DraftKings stuff, Boston Celtics stuff. What is this? Boston Bruins? The hell is a Bruin? It's not Brewing Bears. That's not that kind of Bruin. But another thing to try to win Celtics stuff. Another try to, uh, I guess, so she wants to win a lot of free stuff, but at least it's specific to the sports balls industries in her area. So again, and, go, and of course she reposts for Anheuser Bush. So we'll say, all right, another real profile. Sweet Angie says, uh, she didn't even read the instructions properly. Epic fail. So instead of doing the wave emoji, she just did the hands up emoji and a heart. She could not read the directions. Now, Anheuser Bush did respond to her saying the newest and cutest, in that someone liked the Anheuser Bush response, presumably sweetest Angie. They did not like her response, though, to be fair, again, neither did I. Going to her profile, see what we're working with here. She joined in 2022. She says, her soul is on a budget. I can't afford stress. Envy, greed, negativity, doubt, or dissent. From Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> How ironic. She can't afford stress. Envy or greed. Okay. She has 3,000 followers. Amazon wish list. Going to her content. And... She wants free stuff and reposts for everything, including the BS gift cards and hashtag millions, all that junk. What is this? Chicago's dream team. I don't know what this says. Repost, repost. So she just wants free stuff. Someone by the name of, let's see here. Yeah, so we got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. These are a lot of positive responses. Oh, if the touchscreen technology will work. So, again, a lot of positive responses. Now, again, these are all getting zero and one likes. Now, the first response I got more than one like comes more to the bottom page. comes from Mark Gibb. Mark Gibb, <coughs> excuse me, says, quote, thank God that foals can't be trans at a young age, unquote. I got four likes, four times as many people like that than the other comments, which I know public schools are all-time low. I would say not a coincidence with the teachers' unions. But that is four times as much since there's one heart for the others and four hearts for this one. That is four times as much. And we've now contributed more to mathematic studies than some public schools in the United States, which is quite sad. Anthony Leach responded saying, quote, what's its pronouns, unquote. That got three likes. X Matter says, quote, is it a boy or a girl? Y'all know how to tell difference. I think not, unquote, getting two likes. Right from the D says, quote, did you name the horse Dill Mulvaney, unquote, getting two likes. Jimmy the Kid responded with a gif, or as the youth might call it, a gif, of someone opening up a fridge and taking out, looks like a green bottle out of the fridge that's not Bud Light or an AB product, I don't believe. That got one like. Sleepy, but it looks like a cat that's awake, so I don't know how sleepy it really is. It's alleged Sleepy says, still abusing them, unquote, getting one like. Let's see here. And then... Let's see. Show content. We get the warning. Show additional replies, including those that may contain offensive content. Of course. Let's keep that. 
Click the button for the bonus. That's, not, that's kind of underwhelming. The comment is simply, quote, love the Clydesdales, not their fault. Bud Light is a POS, unquote. No likes, but that was the super secret hidden comment. Although, if you go to the top of the page, interestingly enough, the button isn't there. The one that they usually have where if they hide replies, then you have to click it. So there weren't any replies so outrageous that they wanted to specifically censor it. And again, for Anderson, Bush, and Beth, that's pretty rare. Because again, most of their posts will have usually three to five super secret comments that they specifically will hide or more accurately censor themselves. So this is perhaps the most successful tweet from Anheuser-Busch profile on X Twitter in probably six months since we've been following them. Because again, that got 29, yeah, 29 responses total. And majority of them were positive or at the very least neutral. So it'll be interesting to see, culturally speaking, is there a shift around Anheuser-Busch where people stop boycotting it or stop making fun of them on X Twitter? I mean, can't but think if I were to use the Magic 8-Ball, I would say the Alec is still not good. Other interesting cultural news, you have Elon Musk doing a little Twitter poll to see and ask, should he reincorporate Tesla into Texas and get the heck out of Delaware? Now, this comes as Delaware recently decided to break a contract in which he literally achieved the impossible and should have been paid properly, in my opinion. He and the shareholders agreed to a contract, and he said if Elon hits certain milestones, we will pay him, I believe, $56 billion compensation package. Which, again, they're claiming they agreed to it partially because they thought it was impossible and improbable. And the shareholders, all the parties agreed to this. And now that Elon delivered on it, now they don't want to pay him. And a judge in Delaware said, oh yeah, you don't need to pay him. So, he's wondering, where do I go from here? Because a lot of people are speculating there certainly might be some political bias in this, and it really doesn't make a lot of sense. So... He asked on Twitter, quote, should Tesla change its state of incorporation to Texas, home of its physical headquarters, unquote. And in 24 hours, <coughs> excuse me, it got 997, 138,000 votes and 15.2 million views, 34,000 likes. And of the 997, 138 votes, 87.3% said yes, while only 12.7% said no, which... Again, I can't think. Let me see here. The only detriment I think would be the income tax. Let me see here for corporate. Let's see. Oh no, it looks like federal taxable Delaware corporate. Let me see here. So the tax burden would increase because I know for I know Texas is at the franchise tax if you have a business that exceeds I believe is one point two or one point three million dollars of revenue you have to pay an additional tax on it. So there might be some tax implications, but it'd be interesting to see the pros and cons. I would suspect overall there'd be more pros to have it reincorporated into Texas, and knowing the state of Texas, they'd probably throw him some incentives to further kind of help sway that decision. So it'd be interesting to see how that goes. Now going to the comments section. One of the first ones comes from Luke Zaliski, who is very popular on X Twitter in terms of seemingly all the political topics and all the cultural topics that I follow. He is always there, which I appreciate, even if I don't agree with him, because he is much more, I would say, of a contrarian in terms of he's more politically far left. When you see a lot of these responses, most of them are in the middle of the right. So, you know, I don't usually I don't agree with what he says. Still appreciate it. So I'll read his comment. He says, quote, 
Just a reminder, Elon is a right-wing media mogul with massive interests in various fields that require government oversight and regulation, who's openly and not so openly utilizing his giant personal social media state news platform to serve his own personal and political purposes, unquote. Now, now, you could argue how mentally vacuous that is, but it did get 451 likes. So a lot of people agreed with what he was saying. Now, using his social media to serve his own purposes, which, I, are, is he arguing that he's doing this to sway public opinion about him or bringing public knowledge to this? I mean, this is a huge article even on LinkedIn and other social media outlets that the news of this incident is already out. So again, I'm not sure how much water there is to that, so to say. Paul Zazupa says, quote, everything is bigger, bigger and better in Texas, unquote, getting 264 likes and hashtag facts. Other top comments from the red-headed libertarian. She says, quote, the nose, and it's a gif of, what is it? Jim Carrey's movie where he's a slow man with a bull haircut. I forget the film. I think, I never actually seen it. To be tr truth be told, there's a lot of classics I've never actually seen. I believe it's Dumb and Dumber, and the GIF is, or the text is, so you're telling me there's a chance. They got 231 likes. Let's see here. The Right Angle News Network says, quote, every state should change their state of a corporation to a red state, unquote, gaining 3.3 thousand likes. One of the most viral responses. DeFranzer Meme says, quote, build a giant Tesla facility that extends along the entire border of Texas, but actually Tesla coils menacing arcs nearing the moat, unquote. I got 4.6 thousand likes. Someone else did a GIF. Jason Jones did a, said, what's not to love about Texas? And it is a breakdown of all the U.S. states. It looks like all the red states are the unwoke guy. And all the blue states are the woke crying cartoon. And then the state face is just the Chad face, which, hard to argue with that. I got 1.4 thousand likes. Tim Young says, quote, this joke goes without saying, welcome to Texas, getting 2.9 thousand likes. Lex Friedman replied saying, quote, yes, good choice, getting 4.4 thousand likes. Let's see here. Shibitu Shuto Nakamoto said, quote, I think moving to a state that likes business instead of a state that actively hates capitalism is probably good. Getting 1.4 thousand likes. Sawyer Merritt says, quote, are there any major downsides in doing that, unquote, getting 1,000 likes. Scrolling down to a couple more here. A lot of people with emojis of Elon putting the Texas flag on his Cybertruck, getting about 300 likes apiece. USMC Lady Vet says, quote, get out of every liberal state you can. Don't forget who lives in Delaware, getting 214 likes. So I'm, I can't help but think, let's see, Chanso Bion says, quote, Delaware seems compromised under Joe Biden, getting 844 likes. So as I continue to scroll, I'm not seeing, let's see here, a lot of contrarian statements. A couple of people, Greg is saying, quote, come over to Kentucky. We will welcome you with open arms. I get 917 likes. Let's see here. So pretty much overwhelming support for the poll. And a lot of people saying, you know, go to Texas. So I'm sure he's having the accountants and all the lawyers, everyone crunch the numbers to see what would that cost be? Because again, with a lot of these corporations, a lot of companies, it's just a P.O. box in Delaware. It's almost a joke in terms of you have one building with thousands of individual P.O. boxes, so you could have a legal entity there. Tech companies especially, a lot of them, although they're headquartered in California, they're incorporated in Delaware. Now, again, 
text is one of the text laws and business laws is one of the most convoluted, complicated things out there, which is quite frankly why I pay someone much smarter than me to take care of those sides of my businesses. But it's one of those things where even if you, there used to be a lot more benefits from what I understand. Now it's kind of the point where if you just operate in a state, you do have to pay some ta uh, taxes to the state, whereas in prior is more about incorporation. Very similar to how you've seen sales tax fluctuate where when the internet first came out, there's no internet tax. Now it's usually based on where it's the product is shipped to. So I'll be interested to see, you know, what would that fis what would that fiscal cost be to Tesla to change their state of incorporation? And would there realistically be any deaths downside to that? I can't but think overall, probably a pretty good idea. And we'll see which direction Elon decides to go. Now, going over to the political part of the podcast, you have Vivek on the secret left secretly agreeing with American First philosophy. And again, I was going to say I am by no means a exceptional speaker. However, if you click the subscribe button, it may very well help with my speaking ineptitude. So I can't help but notice there's been a mockum of difference between the first couple episodes all the way up to now, where the more subscribers that we've gained, the less mistakes I've made. Granted, some might argue it's just a modicum of improvement, barely any at all. However, I would argue it's still there. You might have to squint a little bit or you know skip over some frames a little bit, but I would argue it's still there. So if you click that button again, I would greatly appreciate it because trying to get to 4,000 by the end of February. I know some pilot once said, you know, some might say you know, that's, that's impossible, but a wise pilot once said, never tell me the odds. Now, again, going to Vivek's tweet on X Twitter, he says, quote, it's striking how many of my left-leaning friends chaff at the America First MAGA label, yet quietly agree we need to stop funding pointless wars, seal the southern border, take care of our veterans, reduce government bureaucracy, and increase American energy production, unquote. And within a day, it got about 700,000 views and 22,000 likes. Which, again, I think a part of it is also framing. There's just a certain thing with a lot of topics, depending on how you frame it and what vernacular you're using, some will disagree with you, which is fascinating in and of itself. And a lot of things I think are, I think more Americans have in common than not. I think there's a lot of property to be made on the, in the political world in terms of dividing people, unfortunately. But I mean, there are a lot of things where, <coughs> excuse me, you know, you would think a lot of people are really thinking we should probably have some type of a border. I mean, not just for humanitarian sakes, because right now people are suffering and unfortunately passing away because of the methodologies that the cartels and everyone is using to cross the border and you know, make that trip, but also economically that there are a lot of upsides to protecting a country, but you know, depending on your frame, some people might accuse you of being heartless. There's a cliche political argument as all this time. I go to the comments here. One of the first ones comes from Paul Zuppa. He says, quote, lesser left are leftists rather are becoming increasingly at odds with their narratives and the realities of what those narratives do. The, the clearest example is how sanctuary cities are begging for the border to be addressed now that illegals are flooding their cities. Elections have consequences, like quoting 226 likes. Luke Zaliski, our favorite contrarian here, which, again, I just realized, I realized a little back, the reason he's one of the first people that repeatedly responds is because I follow his profile. And, well, he's pretty much the antithesis of most of my ideologies and my ideals. It is, again, consistently a contrarian thought train when it comes to these type of comment sections. So I always want to try to... Keep it as interesting, have multiple perspectives. So that's why I keep having his comments through to the surface, so to say. Now, Zug Zaliski again says, quote, This is also about an appeal to an anecdotal fantasy. I know lots of invisible folks who agree with the this fake description of Trump's nationalism he had for years to enact, and instead got impeached twice and invited a 
deadly debt growing pandemic and incited an insurrection during, unquote. That did, well, might not have my come of intelligence. That did get 33 likes. Going down to other comments, let's see here. Dave Benner says, quote, this guy had it right the whole time. I believe it is a clip of Rand Paul. I got 229 likes. Honest Safe says, quote, no one wants to be associated with MAGA, not even a lot of conservatives. The MAGA movement is no longer about American first principles, unquote. That did get 205 likes, which, interesting perspective. I, I don't know. I thought they were, Trump was leaning into that and gaining more political traction because of that. Again, maybe it's confirmation bias, but I don't know. I think it actually is gaining more traction when you look at the people who are running for office and their political rhetoric and the methodologies that they're using. I don't know. I think that actually would be increasing their odds right now. But again, let me know in the comments if you think differently. Woke GDP says, quote, I'll be on the record. The MAGA American First Movement could be looked back upon as one of the greatest humanitarian movement in the history of humankind. When America is great, the whole world gets better. Unquote, gaining 44 likes. Eric Pitsy says, quote, America First label is used by media and leftists to insult and degrade people. When the average American wants no new U.S. wars, secure borders, smaller government, and less government control of their lives, also to invest trillions spent overseas to be spent on U.S. soil. Unquote, gaining 17 likes. Which again, I, I mean, I hear people on the left and the right saying we spend a, a lot, just a preposterous amount of our money overseas assisting other countries when famously, as Trump said in one of his campaign videos a while back, I mean, we can't even get a road fixed, which, yeah, there's some truth to that. So I think that type of resource allocation to other countries is resonating with, I think, many Americans, not just left and right. We'll do one or two more here. Right Angle News Network says, quote, their America-hating Oh, sorry, their America-hating leaders have manipulated them into believing that being American first is a bad thing. The leaders place everything before the United States and the citizens of the United States that call the United States home. Getting 53 likes. Do one or two more here. A lot of people with the Trojan horse gif of Nikki Haley Haley's face on the Trojan horse and the little Democrat logo inside of it. So again, over a couple of contrarian posts, but overall overwhelming support. It'll be interesting to see does Trump kind of lean into that methodology, that rhetoric, and how much more, how many more people will resonate, will that really resonate with, in order for him to realistically have a shot? I mean, most of the polls are starting to favor Trump more and more and more, but as I always say, time shall tell. Other interesting political news, Donald Trump is yet again nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize. Now, he's been nominated before, but this specific one looks like he's being nominated by New York Representative Claudia Tini, and they know that he's being nominated for a Nobel Peace Prize after his name was put forward by uh, Claudia, who's a Republican congressman, citing the Abraham Accords, and the former president helped sign while in office. They know that Trump was instrumental in brokering a treaty signed in September 2020 between Israel and Bahan, as well as the United Arab, United Arab Emirates, which aimed to normalize their relations as a part as an overall goal to tackle down ongoing tensions in the Middle East between Arab countries and Israel. Uh, Morocco and Sudan followed suit in signaling similar agreements in the following months. When asked for additional comment, Tenney said, quote, For decades, bureaucrats, foreign, sorry, for decades, bureaucrats, for decades, 
grammar is terrible, but nevertheless, I'll attempt it yet again. For decades, bureaucrats, foreign policy professionals, and internal organizations insisted that additional Middle East peace agreements were impossible without a resolution to the Israeli-Palestine conflict. President Trump proved it to be false, unquote. Now, Tini also noted that the 1976 Israeli peace agreement with Egypt and a solo accords in both those and in 1994 both recognized with Nobel Peace Prizes, but so far Trump's role in signing the Abraham Accords has not been acknowledged. Let's see here. Now going to Trump over on Twitter, Julie Brock was one of the top responses, getting near about 700,000 views for this. And she said, quote, President Trump is nominated for Nobel Peace Prize. Joe Biden can't pronounce Nobel Peace Prize. I got 716,000 views and 46,000 likes in 24 hours, which is pretty darn good. Now, going to the top comments here, you got Stephen Grower saying, quote, Trump will never get it. Obama got it, though. Ha ha ha, unquote. I got 1.2 thousand likes, which, yeah, interestingly enough, um, I still ask my friends what the justification was for Obama winning that Nobel Peace Prize when, statistically speaking, there were more conflicts and more deaths and more war under his administration versus the Trump one. But nevertheless, let's see here. We do have some contrarian statements brewing to the surface. GOP, well, this is a long profile name, but does give us some insight into the person's political ideology. Their profile name is, quote, GOP is complicit now with Paradise and satire in time. It's a long profile name, but you know what they're about. They responded with no less than nine laughing emojis. They said, quote, I don't know they gave Nobel Prizes for R word, fraud, and treason. Unquote. They got 1.7 thousand likes. Brits said, keep America Trumpless. It's a picture of, ugh, what's that girl everyone's obsessed with her friends? Jennifer Aniston. She's wearing a t-shirt saying, keep America Trumpless. Again, 655 likes. Ruben Michael says, quote, when you're invited to Mar Magalago, Trump used you, Nita, and tossed you to the curb. And it's a picture of Trump at a dinner and people are talking around him. And the text says, everyone in the world agrees you're an a-hole. That got 974 likes. Let's see here. A couple more comic strips. At golf, Twitler Slayer says, quote, also nominated for 91 felony court counts by juries of his peers, unquote. That got 2.1 thousand likes. Though interestingly enough, I can't help but think, see he's not being convicted of those charges. But nevertheless, he was... He was, uh, they did try to press the charges. They tried. Let's see here. Taylor Hancock says, quote, nominated yes, but never won and never will. But Obama won in 2009, unquote, getting 319 likes. Let's see here. Chris from Cali says, quote, lots of people nominated derp. And it's a picture of Biden. It's like a, he was nominated for P Nobel Peace Treaty sometime. It got 110 likes. American Populist says, quote, peace through strength. And it's a picture of Trump. And his quote is, America is fulfilling our destiny in, as peacekeeper, but it is peace through strength. We are stronger than ever. Unquote, getting 358 likes. Couple more here. Democrat Rick says, quote, he was nominated, but by one of his cult members of Congress, you left that part out, getting 535 likes. Chuck Thormagorokin says, quote, I'm sure that as Sweden competes the stretch run into NATO membership, 
The guy who said, quote, I don't give a shit about NATO, quote, is a lock to go to Stockholm to receive the Nobel Peace Prize, getting 309 likes. I don't remember, I'm not sure if the context of that was when Trump was noticing how none of the other countries are actually paying into the NATO and carrying their weight, and the U.S. was the only country doing actually more than their fair share in terms of resource allocation. Let's see here. Michael Lido says, quote, Obama won a Nobel Prize, and it's a picture of Obama dropping a mic, getting 237 likes. Joe Rogan said, quote, President Trump truly deserves it, getting, getting 44 likes. Let's see here. Mike Spazarin says, quote, Joe Biden doesn't even know what the award even is, getting 106 likes. So it'll be interesting to see, at the end of the day, does he actually get the award granted to him? Because I can't help but think, well, again, a lot of other countries, you know, I don't know if they really were fans of him. Partially, I mean, many people would argue because he put America first. I mean, for decades, the U.S. has basically given resources, pretty much given away the whole house, but everything and the kitchen sink, so to say. So well, I know he ruffled a lot of feathers, especially in NATO, when again, he looked around the table and goes, well, you're supposed to allocate 2% of your GDP towards the military, and you're doing 1%, you're doing half percent, you're doing 0%, and yet we're doing over 2%, and you expect us to bail you out. I mean, it helps, help you out. So it'll be interesting to see, I mean, let me know in the comments, do you think he actually wins this? Because again, as we noted in the comments, a lot of people get nominated for it, but I can't help but think even if, and even if statistically speaking, there were less war, less conflict, and more peace under his administration, so I mean, my two cents, I, my three cents, hyperinflation is terrible. I mean, I think he should probably get it just based on the statistics alone, but again, I think the, there's an old song, you don't always get what you deserve, you get what you need. No, wait, reverse that? Nevertheless, I don't think he'll actually get it at the end of the day. But, as I always say, time shall tell. Now, going over to the business blunder of the day, you have General Motors. Their pre-tax profits in Q4 crashed 54%. Almost as bad as the crashes from their cruise section of the company with the automatic cars that have been running people over in California. Pun sadly intended. Now, this is thanks to writer over at the Detroit Free Press by the name of Jamie L. Larreo. And they noted that General Motors earlier this week reported a fourth quarter pre-tax profit slumping down 54% to $1.8 billion. For the full year in 2023, pre-tax profits dropped more than 14% to $12.4 billion compared to $14.5 billion in 2022. GM revenue for the quarter was about flat at $42.9 billion, but for the full year, it soared 10% to $171.8 billion. They know that the continued demand for GM's high-profit full-size pickups and SUVs drove the gains. But the six-week stand-up strike by the United Auto Workers Union in the fourth quarter cost GM $900 million before taxes in the fourth quarter and $1.1 billion for the year. GM lost 95,000 vehicles, units of production because of the strike. Now, they also noted that there's been a decrease in the interest in electric vehicles as GM has been increasing their production rates more and more and more. Now, they also know that the strike estimated cost them about $200 million per week in lost production, which, again, another business blunders them. They agreed with the lowest expensive contract in history with the UAW, which also is increasing the cost of the cars for the consumers. Now, CFO Paul Jacobson told, that the, news, told the news media, besides the strike dinging earnings, GM took an $800 million charge last year to redo some contracts with battery supplier LG Energy, and it had to take a $1.7 billion charge on its electric vehicle inventory related to negative profit margins expected on those vehicles. Taking the charge, I can't help but think, I hope he was intending for a pun or perhaps he made it more 
in the if you did a video interview made it more clear but I'll say that pun was intended I, I, I like to think it is now they also know that Jacobson said that GM is a good position to have a strong fiscal year in 2024 in the letter to the shareholders GM CEO Mary Barr outlined GM's priorities and com commitments for the year which included getting EVs to profitability and refocus and relaunch GM's troubled self-driving car subsidiary cruise unquote which again if you watch the show half the not half a not insignificant number of the business blunders in 2023 were around the cruise subsidiary which is a terrible name since they usually make a car called the Chevy Cruise granted it's spelled differently but they bought out a company in San Francisco called Cruise and the whole idea is autonomous driving which again there are a couple of people asking for it. don't get me wrong I'm sure there's a demand I debate how much of a real demand is there Personally, if I'm a vehicle, it's going to have three pedals, also known as a manual transmission, which is the best way to drive a vehicle, bar none. But I know some people are dead inside, or some people want to do some work on the way to an event, or I understand the use case for it. Well, I might not agree with it personally, but GM is putting a lot of resources into that, and that car subsidiary in San Francisco is running people over, stopping on cones. I mean, pretty much chaos, and got to the point where San Francisco, for a brief period of time, actually denied their ability to actually operate in the city. Which again, when it comes to getting permits for areas to do proof of concepts or POCs when it comes to autonomous driving, most of the states aren't that, they aren't pushing it. And because again, you're using public, public roads and you need that real world data to test these things, those permits are very important because it allows you to operate and execute those types of plans. Now, when asked for a continuing comment, they said, quote, in our EV business, we expect our US portfolio will become variable profit positive in the second half of the year Based on our current expectations for EV demand and production growth, strong interest in our vehicles, lower commodity prices, and other factors, unquote. That's according to Mary Barra. She also said, quote, At Cruise, we are committed to earning back the trust of regulators as well as the public through our commitments with our actions. Last week, we released the results of the third-party reviews, and we've already begun implementing significant changes because of those reviews. Yeah, I don't know about that. Now, they also noted there's been a decreased interest for, let's see here, for the EVs. So, it'll be interesting to see, uh, at the end of the day, how much are they doing or how much do they really go? And they kept saying, oh yeah, we have the technology, they're reinvesting more and more into it. And again, Mary Barra's vision is to compete with Tesla, which is the 800-bound gorilla in the room. They have huge manufacturing capabilities, they have the Gigapress, they, they have a huge lead on the technology as well as the culture of Tesla, which is a whole different breed in and of itself. So let's just say I'm skeptical <laughs> that the GM will be able to transition into being competitive in Tesla. If Again, if they have the sales figures and they have, if they get the quantities for the units enough, they could conceivably make a, product, a profit on EVs next year. That's also, you also are banking on the same demand being there for EVs in 2024 this year. So. And again, with so much economic uncertainty, you look at the biggest growing area in terms of automotive sales, one of the biggest interests in the United States is hybrid technologies or hybrid vehicles. We've had technology for years, and that's one of the biggest adoption rates that people are looking at. Now, personally, I like my vehicle to not be disposable, so I like to have a good old internal combustion engine, so when the battery goes to kaput, it's not like a bad smartphone. But nevertheless, many people are wanting the hybrids. So GM's all in on the EVs. They claim maybe they'll make some hybrids. So It'll be interesting to see if they try to pivot in any way, but having such a big dent in their sales and having such a terrible Q4, 
And again, I can't but think they knew the strike was coming with the UAW. Maybe they should have ramped up production Q2 or Q3 or increased automation and outsourcing to make the company more competitive where GM has one of the most expensive labor rates in the industry. And yet they also have some of those unreliable vehicles out there just by consumer reports and third party analysis and you know reviews. Yeah, I can't help but think all their Q4, their sales, their culture, like there's potential, don't get me wrong, but that is still the business blunder of the day. Thank you everyone for taking the time to tune in today. Again, I'm trying to get to 4,000 subscribers by the end of February, so click that button, I greatly appreciate it. Also, leave me a thumbs up or thumbs down or comment is a great way to give me some additional feedback, letting me know how I can make the show better and better. Lastly, don't forget to take the time to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone. Just stay safe. Fight the good fight.